This is Two Dads at Night. This is Jake and Caleb. Our first topic. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This is the Denver International Airport. D-I-A. Yeah. In Denver, Colorado. Way away from anything close to it. Like 30 minutes away from the city. It's horrible. And they already had one. Yeah, they already had one. You know what? Let's build one even further away that costs more money, and we won't hit any of the timelines we need to be done. And it's huge. It is huge. It's the biggest in the U.S. Biggest and the second biggest in the world. I didn't know that part. I, yeah. just knew, I only knew the fact about the U.S., which is surprising because we're uh, we're local to DFW. And that's massive. It's just insane. It's got like, I don't know how many terminals, six or more, yeah. however many letters in the alphabet they decided to use. I feel like you terminals. have to go through like yeah. I feel like you have to go through like two or three of the gates. When yeah, you don't. But it's, yeah, exactly. It feels it's like like, it. oh, I need to take uh, terminal F. Okay, well then go through G oh, M gosh. W. Um, but yeah. So the only other cool thing about DFW is it's the largest parking lot in the world. Really? Yeah. Don't quote me on that one. It, that's a fact I knew it's, when I was like twelve. So it's too late. It's, throw it's that already back out in there. there. But anyways, we're not talking <laughs> about that one. We're talking about Denver International Airport. I've been there several times uh, for skiing and things like that. But if you ever go by it, it just looks huge and off away in the plains. It's got all these white-looking tents that goes down the whole structure. Um, And when you're inside, that's the roof. Um, So it almost looks like some type of circus event that's going on. (laughs) But it kind of has been a joke how that thing's been built and... uh, Way yeah. over budget. I didn't realize it. It was. It had a bunch of tents and stuff like that. That's why I like to. It looks like a bunch of tents. <laughs> You've never been there? No, I've uh, never been. Okay, so yeah, it's like a. I mean, like we said, it's a huge. It's the largest in the in the country, second largest in the world. Uh, massive hub for international flights and ski resorts because it's in Colorado and uh, smuggling and smuggling. Dun dun dun. <laughs> That's what we're getting into. The airport itself, uh, I think, was re-resurrected from the first spot um i think in the late 90s yeah like 95 to 98 somewhere in there i think you're right because the statue didn't start at like 94 yeah uh i believe so and then it was finished in 98 yeah yeah so yeah it yeah way over budget (laughs) i think by a couple billion dollars Mm -hmm. billion and think of that like in the mid nineties, billions of dollars over budget, but there's just all these uh, interesting things that have apparently gone on in Denver International Airport, or have been the origin story for a few different conspiracies that mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to kind of let your ears soak in on. Uh, just to start things off, one of my mom's uh, coworkers, mm-hmm. they had a. Uh, pretty immediate family member uh who who worked at the airport was randomly offed and no one knows why the police have stopped like murdered in the airport no not in the airport oh somebody went into their house oh and took them out and then left maybe they saw something well and what's crazy is that there's no there was no sign of forced entry the guy had a dog and the dog was basically cowering in a corner of the apartment complex. Wow. He was he freaked out and just out of the blue. And he, um, about a day or two before it happened, 
he sent his uh, family basically the whole I'm scared and the like a warning right and they were on the way or either on the way or getting ready to go to see to go get him because he was going to stop working at the airport like in a few weeks and sent the email or text or whatever they were on the way and that's when it happened like they literally showed up at the same time the cops did oh wow that's nuts wow yeah and he worked i don't remember if it was ever if they ever said what his position was at the airport just that he worked at the airport right and but like i said i mean the the police have just stopped because there's no there's no leads yeah so there's like a lot of like just uncertain not uncertainty but like a mystic that goes into some of the the construction of the airport so speaking to like him disappearing would be uh the things underneath the airport is like that's one of the big draws is that oh it's just you know, tunnels, uh, it's like one level of tunnels used to move bags in between concourses and to load up on those trolleys or whatever. Um, but there's plenty online where people are saying, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's multi-level. Yeah. There's a base. I had a friend that was stationed there. My aunt used to move this amount of objects from one area to the other. And, oh, like one interesting story I read about the tunnels was someone – uh, got so far into them that he found a hallway that was very tall, like more than normal, the standard like 10 feet roofs or 10 foot tall roofs, but, you know, 13 to 15 feet. And the, the doors were slender and also very tall. And that he happened to walk toward, like go down the corridor. And he had said that he he'd started to get to a room that he saw a, a door was actually open, but he was stopped. Um from behind someone you know yelled out to him like what are you doing down here and it was apparently armed guards and that's kind of where that story ended yeah was that was it that's nuts which interesting is like how the how did that part of the story even get out if nothing else did because we don't know what what actually went on down there so yeah that guy went missing not surprised because uh there's a lot that is underneath the airport itself yeah i mean like i remember hearing that there were so it there were a bunch of people who were complaining, and this is both East and West Coast and, you know, Central America, of um, of shaking, just like random earthquakes. And people were like, we're not on a fault line. There's no fracking. Like, there's nothing that's in the area that would explain any of this. Mm. And somebody would always do digging, no pun intended, and find that there was actually digging underneath them, that it was tunneling being, or tunnels being carved out. Uh, and one of the main hubs, it always leads to, uh, Denver that that's one of the stops of like, cause there's some guys that you, you can go on YouTube or, you know, wherever and they're regular truckers, but they don't truck above ground. They truck in these tunnels oh. that, that were carved out. And they always say that Denver, um, you know, St. Louis, places like that, that mm-hmm. are major cities, uh, always have like some kind of uh, stopping point that you could get food, sleep, you know, stuff like that. You're just underground the entire way. Like that's nuts. Yeah, I would hate that. Yeah, there's there's got to be at least miles of tunnel. I've, yeah. I think um, what else I, I read, there was at least two seven thousand foot sections of tunneling down there on the first level that where all the uh, those tug vehicles bring all the baggage 
through. Um, and they actually give speeding tickets down there, which was funny <laughs> to find out. That's uh, crazy. So not only do you got to worry about whatever is underneath you, you got someone who might write you a ticket for trying to get someone's <laughs> bag from, you know, whatever terminal to the next for the connecting flights, um, which is really random that they would have policing down there. Yeah, that seems like an awful waste of infrastructure if you're going to have <laughs> yeah. a police force just for one level. Right, well, yeah. That's it. I imagine the max speed is under 20 miles an hour. So <laughs> yeah, if probably. you happen to go under, over, if you go 22, you might get a pretty hefty ticket. Could you imagine being sent there like as your first duty station as a police officer right out of the academy? You just have to sit there underground waiting for somebody to go over 20 mi- 21 miles an hour. Oh, no. Nope. Or something. Yeah. Whoop. Imagine the, the lights. Yeah. <laughs> or the defensive driving course for that one. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how to drive underground. Forklift edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some type of heavy machinery. Um, That's cool. Why would you have that? I don't know. Just for one level. That's that makes uh, no sense. Supposedly, one oh, right? Level. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And um, but yeah. So speaking, as more of the tunnels go, like the bases or a base, some type of military base is you know intended there. From what a lot of people have said, um, but it's it's actually really downplayed the amount of uh, space that's actually underneath the airport itself, even online or the uh airport's own like uh social media and marketing teams have you know spent their time and resources to kind of debunk everything oh you might have heard that we have aliens and lizard people underneath our and they're like nope it's just a worker or you see any person like you see a small green person walking by they're probably just wearing a reflective vest it's like happy halloween it's funny that you said small green people (laughs) when what the guy had mentioned in his story about going down those cor- that corridor, it was very tall. So, of course, choice of words. Yeah. Got to know what to say so people don't start uh, trying to dig in. Yeah. that's Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the, the whole issuing tickets because I remember when you're on base, if you go – so, like, if there's a kid and you see the kid, you have to slow down to five miles an hour. Oh, okay. And I wonder if they have something um, – like if you see a rogue bag, just <laughs> yeah, kind of like bouncing off walls. Like, hey, slow down! That was someone's favorite pair of slippers. We cannot let it get run over, <laughs> or whatever it might be. You know, someone bringing back memorabilia from a trip or something. But yeah, speeding tickets underground. A giant shoe. Terrible. But that was one one section of some of the conspiracy. Um, another part was uh, the interesting art installations inside the airport itself um so going like uh, stepping back a minute when i said i didn't really like the airport so this airport as we've already said has had a lot of construction i don't know if they're ever actually going to finish i know they said to hope like they're doing it in phases and one of the phases was completed in 2021 and we were actually there passing through when we went skiing um yeah, didn't see anything completed. There were still a lot of white walls, um, <laughs> and my son was excited because there was cranes. Um, but the phase, I think it's one of the phases finished in 2021, and they hope to have the next phase done by 2028, 20, something like that. But in between all these construction uh, sites throughout the entire airport, which is very long, um, are just random pieces of artwork ranging from murals that foreshadow what's to come or what's happening to the world 
to physical big pieces put over several terminals that you know looks post post apocalyptic um it's just very strange like passing it through is. like i remember seeing one hey, jake and i were talking before the show it's like yeah i saw this one about these kids and what we'll get back into in just a second it's like i just saw it and like glanced over it's like did i really just why is that there a little bit i mean i didn't take time there's you know a little uh plaque to read i was like no <laughs> i just want to get out of the airport as quick as possible but pretty interesting it is yeah and they're all so colorful and you're like lots of color for a lots of you're uh, in colorado terrible things yeah, yeah right yeah. yeah colorful colorado i guess <laughs> to me it's not austin like it's not well true certain parts true certain parts are like austin that's um, true let's see yeah so for people who haven't seen the artwork there's there are a ton of murals in the airport um there are like three or four that get the most attention though and deservably so in my opinion because they're spooky yeah the top part of uh one of the murals um which is called children of the world dream of peace um it has all these kids from around the world on this globe you know looking you know content happy wearing you know garments that they would wear in the region that they're from and then underneath is a guy just dead in a gas mask holding a gun um just laying you know awkwardly flat (laughs) underneath them um i just think it's funny that children of peace and yet it requires the violence of killing the soldier right like that doesn't sound very peaceful hey the price of peace and it it has a bunch of flags so like india and pakistan uh uk and ireland um i love how iran is just by itself it's just a flag um, <laughs> yeah united states and russia that's ironic uh, it looks like israel and palestine all these flags are are bundled together and they're holding swords each bundle is a sword is a stack of swords oh so like they're turning in their weapons to throw at the foot of the soldier because they don't need it anymore yeah they want to like, reestablish you know a, a world order that's peaceful and yeah um communal <laughs> it's weird which right now it's anything but when so there's a huge thing with basically every all of these murals is it it shows a utopia type aspect and most of the most of the people say that it's a socialist style um artwork mm. that it's very you know bombastic or bombastic whatever you know bombastic you know people are um are happy and even though it's clearly spooky stuff that they're doing like there's a kid um who is holding a hammer and he's smashing the sword of the soldiers that is dead but it looks very similar to old soviet union propaganda posters right of what he's wearing and the what he's wearing and the the hammer hammer and sickle right it's just like yep you you couldn't have picked a more western theme Mm -hmm. because i i don't think that the soviet union will draw people into peace right just saying (laughs) a little tough there yeah just a dad poor stalin's son yeah it's just it's a very 
It's a very interesting, and there's no adults. That's the other thing too. The only adult in it is the soldier who's dead. Ugh. Everybody yeah. else is kids. Right. So trying to re um, reestablish a new world off the backs of what what it took to get to get there. Yep. What I think is weird too is that it's all pairs. Mm-hmm. That there's no one standing alone group of or one kid. Yeah, exactly. That each each set of kids are doing something together. They're holding up a sign or they're holding up flags. Like it, it you're right. There's no one kid. I'm like It's like this? children of the corn almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this a messed up Noah's Ark? Oh, yeah. Um, cuz there's also two doves. And that's the other thing. There's two doves that are perched on the butt of the gun that the soldier's holding to show some sort of peace. Uh-huh. And it's just Chilling out in the middle of the airport. Yeah. You're walking by trying to rush to your gate. You turn to your left or right, whichever way you're going, and you're like, oh, look at all these happy kids. He's like, was that guy murdered on the bottom? (laughs) Yeah. What did they do? Yeah. Oh, look, two dove. You know, you start hitting all these points. It's like whenever you're passing like one of those farmer market stands going down an old highway. (laughs) It's like tomatoes, exit, left, 99 cents. This one's like... Six kids, happy, guy on the ground, dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, too, that the... So the word peace is translated in every major language, and that just reminds me of Babel. Babylon? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. The Tower of Babel. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, they're obviously trying to to paint that every every group of people will come together in, in world peace, but it takes the destruction of weapons and soldiers to to do it mm-hmm. that's just very utopian to me dystopian more like it yeah so one of the big things with this these murals supposedly is they, st- they tell a story that if you go to the right one and go through them in order it shows a history of what either is going to happen or has already happened in the artist's mind or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. He's trying so, to build like a timeline. Right, exactly. And show you what, what it, what's happened, what's to come, what's yep. happening. Right. Yeah, what's happened, what's happening, what's going to come. Yeah, because there's one where it shows the dead soldier at the start of the rainbow. So there's a rainbow that's above the kids, mm-hmm. um, and it's just you know right above them. Yeah. Well, at the start of the rainbow, it shows the, you know, a burned-out building – a soldier killing a uh, a dove with a sword, presumably the sword that the little kid with the hammer is destroying. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of kids cowering in fear underneath them. Oh. And so I'm guessing these little kids rise up and kill the soldier and... Turns full circle. The t- circle of life, Lion King. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it's just... There's a the whole predictive programming aspect of it all, and it's not necessarily that this is predicting anything to come in the future because it's it's like Notre Dame. Everything is so generic in these murals that, of course, it's going to come true. Yeah. Because it's there's always going to be war. There's always going to be famine, you know, until Christ comes back. That's right. basically what we have yeah. to look forward to. Stating the obvious, but, you know, helped, you know, I guess help some people put puzzle pieces together. Right. Um, but it's all open for interpretation, too. Like, it's, it's however true. you see it. Yeah. Um, personally, though... If I were going to Denver International Airport, I would not take my, 
you know, time out of my day to try to see all the murals. So no. I don't know how many trips it'll be before <laughs> I see them all because I'm not keeping track. But I can already tell you, I've seen one, and I've been there probably four or five times. So I'm sure that was enough. In over 30 <laughs> years, I might get I might get them all. But anyways, now when others like there's this one, and it looks like when I see this, it reminds me of the Last Supper. Oh yeah. And it's massive too. The murals are yeah, massive. They're, they're huge. not small. They're not like, you know, a 18 by 24 or even like a three by six or seven. These things are like massive 11 by 24 feet. Like they're huge. Some of them are pretty big. Yeah. Or four by eights. Um, yeah, pretty big. So, I mean, you do get, you do get the full picture whenever you're there. You're not trying to figure out, Oh, what is this child doing? It's like, no, you can see the whole thing up and cl- uh, up, up and close. Yep. And, like the one I was, uh, I was just showing him. It's all the kids. I guess it's all the kids. I mean, uh, from the original picture we talked about, and they look like they're just chilling out a table, and it looks just like the Last Supper with this flower in the middle. And I'm guessing that flower is supposed to, because it's the same coloring as the rainbow, except mm. there's no rainbow in the background now. It's the flower, so they're gonna let this rainbow grow. Yeah. Like, no, I don't like it. Simple harmony. Yeah. Nothing simple. Takes a lot to get there. It's very true. (laughs) Um, Another cool thing that um, I saw online was um, the gargoyle that is actually at one of the uh, checkpoints or the security checkpoints at the Denver International Airport. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a way for the, um, the marketing team of Denver or DIA, we're just going to abbreviate DIA of DIA that they put it there to like, cause people were so curious about like what's going on and you know, behind those white walls or what's underneath and why, why is it taking so long? They had this gargoyle um, that whenever you walk by it, it'll actually converse with you or pick up on anything you're talking about. And it, it's gotta be a person under uh, behind, you know, with a camera and microphone listening in. So, cause it, it does, you know, talk about whatever you are actually talking about. Uh, saw some videos on that. It was pretty cool, um, and it's it's a smart move by the that uh, marketing team to go ahead and like capitalize on what people are already suspecting. It's like, oh wow, they got a Tarkin gargoyle. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. You can go there. You might be able to see it. Don't know which air, which uh, security checkpoint it is. Um, it's like one of the main ones. So they have a few different ones. Pretty I lo- huge. I love that it's just chilling in a suitcase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just sitting there. It's got some comedic relief too in there. Whenever they, uh, whenever you pass by him, some more sculptures. One of the main ones that we found, or most people will see whenever you're driving toward the airport. Yeah, because it's the main. It's the, it's the main one. Yeah, it's the focal point of you know whenever you turn in or well turn in such a long drive down. Whenever you <laughs> approach the airport, is a massive blue Bronco. Um, you know Denver Broncos sports team. Yeah, but this uh, this guy is massive. It's huge, thirty two feet tall. Spooky's got big red eyes, or not big red eyes, but like piercing red eyes. Yeah, uh, you don't. And sometimes they light up whenever you uh, pass through. Forget, I guess whenever you're entering in the airport, you can see it really well and exiting. But mainly whenever you're entering in, I think that's the way the head faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a big blue sculpture um, of a bronco that they've coined as Lucifer for what it's kind of 
become, it looks just terrifying. One, I don't know why it's blue. Right. What what made the artist who was coincidentally killed by the thing? Quote, uh, hinting toward the Lucifer title. <laughs> right. But why would you? Why why blue? I'm not sure. Um, the structure was built um, by an artist, Luis Jimenez. Um, he titled it Mustang, and you know, like we said, he finished it in uh, the mid to late '90s while the airport was being finished, and um, a piece of it fell off and actually uh, hit, hit his leg and ended up severing an artery mm-hmm. that they weren't able to stop the bleeding. So he ended up passing away from his injuries. Um, and ever since then, it's kind of been like, whoa, like, this thing means business. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and it's taken on, you know, with a mind of its own almost for the, the people who live around there. Right. And yeah, they see it all the time. What's crazy is that it's on, like we were talking about it earlier, it's on, was it Pina Boulevard? Pina Boulevard. Which means pain yeah. in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh man, how interesting. You got a, a fighting Bronco that's, you know, just a piece of work that ended up taking out its creator. And what's crazy too is that the, I meant to bring this up before, but the murals were painted by a guy named Christian, was it Christian Droid Genedad? Mm-hmm. And basically his entire name is Christ, Happy, Holy, the uh, Holy Trinity. The, oh, and like wow. That's his name. Oh, And he's painting all of these very... All of these interesting murals. Yeah. How cool. I wonder if like they knew when they would name him. You know what you're going to do? You're going to paint a really obscure thing in an airport. And people are going to theorize on it. Yeah. I'm trying to look at the... The colors of the Four Horsemen, it's white, green, red, and black. I'm not I'm not too sure. In Revelation? I don't think blue is a, th- a part of it. I was, just, I was curious if maybe blue was, um, if something biblically was, was in there as mm. to why blue was picked instead right. of another color. Unless, I mean, you could always, ass- or take away that if, like, over time... It kind of the paint fades away. Mm-hmm. It would start to look pale because then you have the pale horse oh. of the apocalypse. And if I remember right, that one is the uh, sickness. No, it was. Oh, that's funny. It was given the power of uh, Hades of death, oh. and it killed its master of the guy who made it. So that's even weirder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What it just reminds me of, because uh, I always thought it was the same guy, but I guess it's not. But it reminded me of the guy who, or of the uh, statue rather, that the Department of Indian Energy gave to CERN, which was... I didn't even know that was a department, so... Yeah, apparently <laughs> in India they have a Department of Energy. And they gave a statue of Vera, of basically the, the Hindu god of destruction, oh. to CERN. I was like, why Why what? would you do this? And that's what I think of when I see this red or with this blue horse with red eyes. Is, I mean, it's menacing. You walk, yeah. I remember uh, um, one night coming in for uh, an evening flight and it was like, you just like, I was like, you know, kind of tired driving or riding in the back seat. And I was like, turn, look over to my left. I was like, is that a 
what is this thing? Like, <laughs> he passed by. I was like, is that a horse? He's like, what? why are his eyes red? I'm like, it's not supposed to be like that. And like, I, I don't hear Colorado and think, oh, you know what? Horse. Well, yeah. I mean, Broncos in the open plains. But Colorado doesn't really have, I mean, that's Texas and like the the prairie, the plains. Oh, yeah, true. Like yeah. Colorado is mo- mostly rocky. And mining, a lot of mining. Yeah. Um, and there's some stuff to like the, like a new world order oh. that's throughout the uh, throughout the airport. There's um, plaques that are on uh, on the floor, like inscribed on like some of the, I guess what is it tile um, tile or what is it granite mm-hmm. that's on there, and some of the, some of the uh, installations they have in there. It's like oh, it's got all the Geneva Convention stamps, um, and literally some of them say New World Order, and like. You know, like I said earlier, like they really try to play it off. It's like, no, we're not talking about a new world <laughs> order. It just happened to be the the, the language name. we used for this structure. It's like, well, you know, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> there's a lot that um, you know that's been behind like uh, that DIA is used as like a, a hub to move a lot of important people through. Oh yeah, uh, that aren't that aren't supposed to be traveling. Um, you know, whether that be prisoners or government officials or people in high power, um, like the free, like, you know, some of it ties back to the Freemasons, um, that they, they use that airport as like some of the things, like they hold things and bunkers underneath in some of the underground tunnels or, or levels, um, and in the bases too, that they transport a lot of uh, military objects that are very classified in and out of Denver, um, because there's, there's supposedly a, a a mine system that goes all the way to like Fort Collins, I believe. Carson. Carson. I don't know. If it's Fort Carson, that would make more. Uh, only in that it's about an hour and a half. Oh no, about two hours away from Cheyenne Mountain, which is basically where, if nuclear war were to start, the prominent governmental officials would be sent to Cheyenne Mountain and be locked behind this massive door in the hopes that it could survive arson, nuclear bombing, nuclear, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, like if you ever, do you ever see the movie war games with Matthew, Matthew Brother? Yeah. That, a long time ago. That's Cheyenne mountain. Oh, okay, cool. And like that, that is, I don't know if it still is because it's been a while since that's been declassified, but back in the day, that was the, um, main, I'm trying to think of the right, the main location where the president would go to if things hit the fan. And so he would go to Cheyenne. If Cheyenne was compromised in some way, he would go actually to Denton. Denton was the wow the secondary location because Denton Regional Airport has a runway that is big enough to accommodate um, Air Force One. Huh. And... So Air Force One can land and turn around if it needs to. They'd probably rather land it there than DFW. Right, exactly. Because you could land it because uh, Carswell was Strategic Air Command. So you could land it at Denton, which hopefully wouldn't be impacted by the nuclear weapons at the time. Because mm-hmm. at the time, if, if Carswell was nuked, Denton should have been relatively safe. Um, so you would send them to Denton. And then from Denton, you could go to Wichita Falls. You could go to um, Oklahoma, to Fort Hood. You know, you could go basically anywhere you needed to. But there's also a theory that Denton has its own underground complex. 
that because um, the main oh it it's the main headquarters for the southwest region. So basically, the FEMA uh, group that is in Denton now. Then you could dr- drive by it whenever you want to. They're the headquarters of our region. So our region is um, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, like basically the Southwest. Yeah. That's all of FEMA's region. Okay. Um, and so that's that's the whole thought process is you would send them to Denton if Cheyenne Mountain was compromised. If not, Cheyenne Mountain is is the number one place. And it would make sense why there's so many tunnels underneath the airport because you could just land them at the Denver International Airport and go completely underground all the way to Cheyenne Mountain and you would be able to make it without having to to worry about helicopters or a you know a, a vehicle convoy being ambushed because yeah. you're you're underground you're right. in t- tunnels. Yeah, I was reading here like it could be going there and also um, to NORAD's location in Colorado yeah. Springs, which is only a hundred miles away. So it's true. You guys, cause you have, I guess you have multiple points, uh, points that you could go to. Right. Yeah. These and things link up for a reason. Yeah. I was about to say, you, you can't say that. Well, I mean, I guess you can't. Like, oh, it's a conspiracy. It's like, well, hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, I mean, you, you mm-hmm. definitely have, when you have the, the whole tunnel system of an airport, you don't think they're going to go, you know, an hour and a half down the road to a major military base right. that's already in the side of a mountain. Yeah. Like they're not going to stop digging. <laughs> They've already done it to a mountain. Why not stop? Well, why not keep going? Right. That's all that state is, is mining. They're, all they got time to do is dig holes. That's right. And that's the thing that I'd be kind of curious to, to see is if there's any, if they're at the point of when they started building in the 90s, if there was any uh, existing mines that had been uh, recently found. And so you find these mine systems that were dug up, you know, a hundred years ago during the gold rush and then realize that you could connect them all and just, all you have to do is just update it's, you know, concrete walls, put in modern electricity and then boom, you have pre-made tunnel systems that you could just use without having to waste manpower on digging any holes or anything like that. Cause I remember that was one of the big things with Denton is that they were, um, they already had the Nike missile systems. So Nike. Uh huh. So if a submarine from the Gulf launched a nuclear missile um, over Texas mm-hmm. or in Texas, the Nike missile system, which was basically surrounding the entire North Texas region, but its hub was in Denton. Um, there's three or four sites that are still there that you can walk up to it, and they've been concreted over, but they're missile silos that you can you can oh. see. And these these guys would be launched to intercept any missiles that were fired from the Gulf. Oh, cool! Yeah, the missile silos are like a hot ticket too for uh, doomsday preppers. Oh yeah! So all you got to do is just dig out the concrete, and then yeah. you have a take all the systems or take all the uh, panels and systems out that are already set up for all that. Yep, uh, I got to tour launching. a missile system in um, in Missouri, Whiteman Air Force Base. Oh, really? It was awesome. They had a so typically it was two guys who were turning the keys. The missile was quite a bit of ways away, but it had enough technical input that they could get the readings from the rocket to see if it launched. But basically it was just these two guys who were in there 24 hours a day. And if you got the word to, to launch, you had to turn the key like the old school movies and this huge rocket would, you know, launch and everything. But 
they had to make sure that you know you would actually turn the key right so they would have constant tests and things like that i'm like so cheyenne mountain must have been really busy so so should have denver airport right and then i just think it's weird that when the fall of the soviet union happened in 91 that's when they started planning on building the denver international airport like after the cold war ended that's when you build this huge complex with a bunch of major tunneling major tunnel systems yeah like why didn't you build that during the cold war who knows yeah that's true that's (laughs) yeah those tunnel i mean what i was saying a little bit ago those tunnels were built like some believe that it was for um elites you know mm-hmm. high up officials and business people what whatever it might be um and also going to like they think that they were underneath or under like a new world order for people who were trying to like obviously be a part of that group that isn't left out and that will be protected um and that's what we were talking about some of the uh inscriptions on the plaques that says New World Order, or not New World Order, it says uh, New World Airport Commission, which the airport just says, like, <laughs> no, that's not, you know, that's not a thing. But people are saying, no, that's a sign to point toward the New World Order that, uh, you know, probably don't not donated, but funded some of these projects that they could build whatever layer it might be underneath to protect them. When it's uh, funny that they included the murals of children basically being born from an an old war or old war world system yeah. into a new world system. Right. Basically at the same location where you are going to have the new world being born. Like if it, if it truly is for the elite and everything to go into, then that's where government will start up again. That's mm-hmm. where at least in the, the Western hemisphere, this is where the world powers will meet is on, you know, Denver, Colorado airport. And so you have murals depicting them rising up. The kids are rising up to yeah. take their place as the new leaders. Meanwhile, you know, a mile underneath your feet, they're trying to do the same thing, just a bunch Makes of old sense. people. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes, like, things hide out in the open. Yeah. And this, I mean, I think we've all uh, have experienced that to some degree. That's like, you know, the best disguise is right in front of your face. It's just sitting out there and like the government is the best at doing that. You they make you believe yes. all kinds of things <laughs> to where it's like, it's not bad. Yeah. It, it's getting better. And then in the background, they're like, all right, guys, get the tanks. Yeah. We're going to start going this way because we got to leave these people. Yep. Uh, when they say don't panic, that's when you start buying the ammo. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like I need all the pineapple chunks that are on that shelf because <laughs> I do not want to go without. Yeah. But I remember there was a, this is, kind of unrelated but uh there was a story oh gosh i was back in middle school or early early high school of um these lights that were showing up in west texas oh and the air force was like oh yeah we have no idea what these are because people were filming these basically they these balls of light and they would be stationary in the in the sky and they kind of drop and then they would stop and then go up and then down and the Air Force was like, yeah, we have we have no explanation for this. And then two days later, they were like, oh, you know, actually, you're you're filming Afterburner. And it's just an optical illusion because the F-16, when they're stationary, are going away from you. So it looks like it's standing in one, or it's staying in one, one place. And then when they drop, it's because they're, they're going down in altitude. And then when they go up, it's, you know, all that stuff. And people were like, we didn't hear any jets. Right. And they're like, 
But anyway, it was they were F-16s. so far away. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so fast. You, you can't hear them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just reminds me of like they, their first answer was probably the right one where they don't know what that was. Right. But because they had to come up with something that is obviously a cover up. Right. People are like, well, no, that's not true. But then they're just. Yes, it is. Okay, next topic. Yeah, I mean that's that's essentially what the airport does in itself. Like you, yeah. you can go you, whenever you're walking throughout it um, on on a lot of the uh, construction wall that they have throughout. It's all white. They're, like it just looks it's so sterile looking. But it's all like, what are we doing behind here? Oh, like wouldn't it be interesting? Are there aliens and lizard people underneath? Like literally, there's signs or they make their own posters to put on those white walls. Um, so even they like. It's right there. They're already trying to cover it up. I mean, we're just yeah. two guys just thinking out loud. But well, to I mean, me, when it's in your face, it's in your it's, face. Exactly. So. And when when they do that kind of stuff, it's like it's almost like they're trying to make a joke out of something that they can't make a joke out of. Like they're right. trying to, oh yeah, sure, it's aliens, ha ha ha. When in reality, it could very well be aliens that are down there. Yeah. Because they just. And that's the biggest thing that I've always been curious with anything with, you know, certain classified documents that obviously aren't national security or anything like just just come out with it. Right. If you if you don't want people to to make conspiracy theories, don't let there be one and just flat out say, hey, yeah, that was those were lights that we couldn't explain. Or, yeah, those doors are for some somebody who's 13 foot tall who watches over the airport when he's bored. You know, just things like that. Like, just be be honest with people right but they can't but they can't and it's just it infuriates me but <laughs> for multiple reasons like i wish they could because the mob you know people when they're in groups together they can't handle truths that mm. contradict what the mob has been told to believe right so you know you you walk up to a group of of people what whoever they are and you just in- emphatically say the sky is red and they're like, no, it's not. But, you know, it doesn't matter if it's true or not because they're in a group together. They're always, it's the same thing with the whole, um, you know, Galileo saying that the earth was, or was not the center of the universe. Mm. The mob was against him. And oh, I think that was, I think that was him. Um, but anyway, the the mob was against whoever proposed that idea. Right. And it ended up being true. Yeah. So I'm like, there's yeah, always things there's, that deter you away from the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, in essence, like what the marketing team at DIA does. They're like, oh, look at this talking gargoyle. Oh, look at these interesting yeah. murals that we did. And, yeah, we do have a couple tunnels. And, I mean, it. I mean, we're jumping out on a limb, but there's got to be something that it's, if they're doing so much and spending money and time and resources, it's a kernel of truth somewhere. There's got to be there. Yeah. Something I mean, is there that they don't want to be brought to light because something probably something didn't get out yeah like with with my personal um experience with some of this stuff i can fully say yes i mean it's they come up with stuff that is in name only or uh they'll come up with stuff that like say you find a document that says uh for instance um I have a family member who was in some interesting things, I believe anyway. And we have certain documents that say, you know, L39 or, you know, things that that 
cause questions. Well, back in the early 2000s, somebody wrote a book uh, about one of the things that we had a question on. And they were like, oh, no, see, don't worry about, you know, asking this question because you're obviously asking about this book that was written in the early 2000s and not something about a document that was posted in 1972. These are two separate things, or these are the two of the same thing. Right. And it I'm just like, happens to no, be they, they are just decades apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this guy who wrote the book obviously has no idea what he's talking about because said family member was already doing the thing that the book says that he was being sent to do. I'm like, that, that doesn't, you're contradicting yourself within this book. And that's the thing that I like, I found the more questions that you ask, and the more education you get on a certain topic and you go to seek people who are supposed experts in said topic, any question that you ask, they immediately contradict themselves. So again, with the whole family member, there's mm-hmm. people that we've asked questions on to anyone who really would hopefully answer. And one email would say one thing and then literally two emails down would immediately contradict it. And it's just, and that's part of the, what they do. They, they, they insert whatever answer they feel they could give at that moment. When you question that answer, they immediately give another answer. It's almost like they're reading from like cue cards Yeah. that, Oh, that one didn't work. Let's try the next one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they're connected or if they contradict or anything. It's just, Oh wow. I didn't see him asking that question. Let me right. think, let me get this one out. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same with, with this. It's the same with, you know, Stonehenge, you, you know, any, anything that's, that has a, a following of any kind of conspiracy. It's almost like there's a counter conspiracy to it with ha- that has, you know, just stock answers. Right. Whether they're correct or not. Yeah. And I was know. just looking up like quickly, like what they, um, you know, all the, they debunk all of them, which is from the, um, like their own <laughs> website. It's like, Oh, like, you know, going back to the, um, the the horse it's like well it's referred to as blucifer because it fell on the artist blah 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 it's like yeah in reality he you know he's just big uh he's just blue um no it's and he just you know he's there he's controversial but you know he doesn't do anything he's just there to kind of show a symbol of a little bit of our of our area and our and our city what area i mean the denver broncos sure but your colors are orange and navy right? and white, yeah, yeah, navy. This is bright blue what with a blue piercing Bronco red have eyes. You seen? Yeah, like, come on now. I and, mean, uh, yeah. And some of the gargoyles, they're, they're they're talking about the gargoyles is like, you know, pointing to New World Order, and like they say, oh well, you know, they love the passengers. You know, they just sit up there and just, you know, they have some fun, and you know, they they play with passengers as they go by in conversation and make <laughs> jokes, and uh, you know, just. They're they're there as a as something to you know gauge your interest so that you're not miserably bored while you're there at that airport, which is very easy to do. Mm-hmm. I uh, could imagine. Yeah, it's just you know, and see that's the thing that they that you could get away with too is that you could say, oh, it's just because like for instance the horse, it's because Denver Broncos. Like that's an easy that's an easy out while having another reason why you put it up. Like there could be two reasons. One is the, the PR reason, which is yes, it's because it's the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. And then the second reason could be a reason that only the people in the know would know what that is for. They want to draw your interest away. Right. Exactly. Like, cause I looked it up. Broncos won 
in 97 and 98, I believe, the World uh, the World Series, the um, Super Bowl. Yeah. And so you could say, oh, it's because it's because of that, that, you know, they were a popular team when in reality, the construction of the, the horse didn't start until like five years before they won the Super Bowl when the Cowboys were winning. So maybe that's why it's, it's bright right. blue. It says it was finished in 06. Oh, the horse? Yeah. When did it start? I don't know. We, we might have really woofed that one. I, who cares? It's our own conspiracy theory podcast. That's right. We're um, just two dads. But right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one I was looking up about the uh, the tunnels being connected all the way to Cheyenne Mountain and NORAD. And they're like, yeah, you know, people like to think that, but we wish it were connected. But it literally says, we do offer direct flights there daily, but keep in mind the base is not open to general public. Of course it's not, because it's fly? in use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> why, fly? why fly? That's a great question. It's only 120 miles. Just, just want to go get a Hertz car. And just be like, hey, you, you, why, don't you just, why don't you just go venture off? <laughs> that makes no... Why would you... Yeah, why would you offer flights there daily if the airport that you're going to is shut down? Yeah. Well, who are you offering those flights to daily? They make it sound like... You can go what, there. That distance da, da, da. is impossible to, to reach. To, it's like, are to, you kidding to, me? Traverse, yeah. Human nature is anything but to explore. So. Yeah. There's literally a highway that connects the two cities. Yeah. Like, what are you Come saying? Come on, we gotta go. And it looks like the uh, the Blue Mustang was commissioned in 92, but it was not directed until, or erected, excuse me, it was not erected until 2008. Oh, yeah, because he had... He had uh, so I guess he, he got murdered yeah, by the horse in 06. By, by the horse. By the Lucifer. So even so, I mean, why would the city council, who I assume is the one who authorized this, why would they commission it in 92 when the Denver Broncos weren't doing anything? So you couldn't use that excuse because, I mean, why don't we have a giant star in the middle of Dallas? I mean, we're obviously a better team than they are. And it's debatable. So. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Okay, why doesn't We're not Philadelphia? Sports ball. We're not sports ball. <laughs> why doesn't Philadelphia have a giant eagle? Like, why is it only Denver has their Bronco? mascot, and it's completely different than their actual mascot? I don't know. It's not a white horse. If you wanted True. to make it Denver, should be a white horse with orange hair, yeah, or an orange mane, exactly. Um, but maybe it's just to speak toward. I think how I guess there must have been a a large population of wild Broncos that were in the plains up there, I, which I can yeah, see. I guess. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but makes sense. In the when, same way? I don't and know. what's interesting too, is I was reading that they were trying to move it inside the, the airport at some point, but oh. the TSA stopped them because the TSA needed a, uh, gotta do a baggage check. They needed an area after nine 11. Oh, and yeah. so they didn't have enough space to have both the TSA checkpoint and the horse. It's and a so massive they, thing. They decided to leave the horse where it was. Kind of surprised because literally that place is just one big construction zone. <laughs> like you, they're never going to be done. No, it's like thirty-five. Yeah, something something <laughs> like that. I mean, they've been going forever, and they're so far over budget. It's it's hilarious. And um, see, that's the other thing that's too. Anything good that's American, though, it's. Over-engineered and overpriced. That's right. But people are still buying it. Heck yeah, baby. And that's the thing is who's, who's buying it if it's not the DOD? Because the DOD is the only one who can really uh, answer to a budget like that. That, 
a lot of that stuff is black but or black you know blacklisted that you don't have to answer to congress to why you're spending trillions of dollars on defense spending right and so you can hide away construction of an airport within easily within you know airport uh costs Mm -hmm. with the dod because if you can that's what kind of shocked me was about how they were over budget in the 90s by billions right and they're still going it's like, like who's paying this? I understand conveyor belts can get pricey with maintenance and rubber. Oh, man, it's just and maybe the vehicles that taxi the airplanes. You know, got to buy the gas, the oil, the tires. Yep. You, you got to build some walls and you know restrooms and areas to eat. But two billion dollars, like, well, that explains the tickets. That's why they oh, offer yeah. the tickets because slowly they will chip away at that two billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with ticket revenue of yeah. people going 21 miles an hour. It's just, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, those tickets underneath. Don't get them. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that the whole, if, you ever, if you're ever there, it is interesting to look around. The only thing I can say that I actually liked about Denver Airport, which there are airports that also have this, was the... Uh, Chili's? I don't know if they had a Chili's. They probably do. <laughs> um, the uh, conveyor belt that moves people through. Like, if you want to oh, cut yeah. around people, you want to go really quick. I was <laughs> like, yes. I always knew when we got to the airport, I was like, I just go right in the middle, breeze right past grandma who is <laughs> trying so hard to scoot along. But I just want to get to the mountain so I can ski. Yeah. Or do whatever it was that I was there for. That's true. Yeah. I'd be kind of curious if the light, or the eyes rather, light up and like solstices. Oh. That'd be nuts. I wouldn't put it past it. <laughs> yeah. Like some part, somehow it reads like, uh, the, the changing of the um, of time and able to predict where, where their son's going to be in, re- in uh, relation to the spin. Like that would be, that'd be pretty sick actually. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. We're just getting off on our own idea now. <laughs> Let's add to this horse. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll just put it in the budget. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> it's a few billion dollars anyways. I don't live in Denver. I'm not paying their taxes. We'll just print more money. That's right. Money printer go burr. <laughs> so that's Denver International Airport. I know we kind of jumped around a lot of the conspiracies of the uh, art installations, the murals, Lucifer, the giant Bronco out front, the gargoyles, the tunnels. We didn't really dive into aliens or lizard people. Um, we're going to leave that open to y'all because that just wasn't kind of our speed, surprisingly. But um, oh, we'll get there. We, oh, we're gonna go so far into that. <laughs> we're gonna end up on top of Devil's Tower with uh, those um, aluminum helmets on, <laughs> trying to reach to the stars. I'll um, just get the Y files. Oh yeah, the the little fish. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So um, there's a lot to look into. It is an interesting place. Um, it is very far from the city. So if you're going to Denver like on your own and you have to land there and drive in i'm sorry because it is not close at all in relation to anything no Um, sense but but it is in a pretty area obviously colorado is a really pretty state um and there there is some interesting things that goes on there despite how annoying the construction can be and the connections in between um but we're gonna throw a little bit of fun stuff at y'all tonight um we're gonna do some history information i was gonna do uh this day in music, it's a couple different facts for you. In this day in 1991, March 20th, Michael Jackson signed a billion-dollar deal with Sony Records, which at the time was the Richard, richest record deal 
<clears throat> Dill. Um, and also, John Lennon married Yoko Ono. So really cool there. So, I- icons of music. I couldn't imagine making that much money. Just like... Well, go ask Tim Brandon National Airport for a billion. <laughs> they just blow it on putting up white walls so they can hide whatever's going on underneath. Yeah, no kidding. All right, and then mine is, it's more historical. Um, so the, I didn't say eighth, Henry V took power today in, I want to say 1410, let me see. No, uh, 1413, I was close. It was a good year. It was a good year. I mean, a lot of stuff happened. Like Henry V took power. Hey. That's about it. Um, and then in 1754, the Republican parties started. Huge. So, yeah. Massive for the world. Boom. Yeah. Red. All red. But yeah. Not the eyes of the Bronco, but elephants. Because <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to Two Dads at Night podcast. We're going to sign off. I'm Caleb. I'm Jake. Have a good night. Thank you.